All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds. It's a beautiful Wednesday night and our Thursday morning by the time you're listening to this. And we have a very special episode for you today. And that would be our first ever sole focus pod on the NHL and hockey in general. So it's pretty exciting. I'm actually joined by one of my friends who is a diehard hockey fan, Joe Wilson. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic today, Tim. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm not going to lie to the people at home, right? Joe's giggling already (laughs) because the audio cut out. So here we are, take two, but that's what we're here for, to deliver you the content that you guys need, right? We're fan favorites. And if Joe's not a fan favorite yet, he will be after doing this for a second time. So Joe, welcome to the podcast. I know you're very excited. Um, so let's just kind of dive right into it here. If you don't know, if you don't know me from listening to the baseball or football or basketball podcast, um, you've probably seen my stuff on the website, diehard Islander fan. I watch a bunch of hockey games. doesn't matter what team they are because they're easy to watch. You know, they're free flowing. Um, and Joe, how about yourself? Why don't you tell the people at home kind of what you're about here? Yeah, I'm from Long Island as well. I'm a diehard Islander fan. I've had season tickets for three, four years now. Just really hate the Rangers. That's about it, though. (laughs) Just really hate the Rangers. So if you're not from New York and you're listening to this, you probably don't get it. But um, that's kind of like Yankees-Red Sox type rivalry where it doesn't matter what the standings are or, you know, who's in last, who's in first. They just can't stand each other. And when those two teams meet up, you're going to get the best game they're going to bring. So I'm with you on that. I don't think Rangers fans like us, we don't like them. That's okay. We're going to be as objective as possible when we talk about the Rangers, even though we could throw in some slander here or there because they deserve it. Um, All right. So if you're like, wow, I'm not really a hockey guy, don't worry. We can make you into a casual. There's not a lot of casual fans out there in hockey, and it would be nice to have a middle ground of people that just like to watch it for enjoyment. Don't worry, we got you with major topics, major players, and also, if you listen to any other Beak Brands podcast, a lot of nonsense, because that's what keeps the people coming back, right? If you're already a diehard, you're probably like, oh, wow, this might be a little too casual for me. Don't worry. We got you covered with, we got some betting picks for you. We have all the major topics, like we just said. And of course, you can also stay for the nonsense. Even though you're a diehard, you could still laugh. So. Joe's ready. I'm ready. Let's hop right into it. So, Joe, we're both Islander fans, and this is probably the case for a bunch of other teams across the – well, not just the NHL, but other sports. Islanders will be letting fans back into the stadium in a couple of weeks. I was pretty excited to hear that. Are you excited? Well, not are you because I know you are. How excited are you that the Islanders specifically will have fans, but sports in general are starting to get fans back? I think sports in general, having fans back is huge. We've been missing them for quite some time now. And I think the players are going to be hyped no matter, like, even if it's only just 10% of the stadium being filled, players are going to like miss having that interaction, like just hearing people chant and stuff for the Islanders specifically. I think that's also big having the Coliseum getting fans during the last season in use before we moved to UBS. And as a season ticket holder, I'm just hoping I could get home for a weekend from school to attend one of them. Yeah, well, as a season ticket holder, you'll probably get in, uh, you know. 
everyone else who was just trying to buy tickets like how they normally do in the good old days in the parking lot. I don't know how that's going to go. Probably non-existent, I would imagine. Yeah. It's going to be interesting how they do it. Joe nods in agreement. So I know if you watched, you know, the World Series or the Super Bowl, there were fans there, but the stadium looked empty. Uh, Luckily for hockey, when you watch on TV, it's more like close cut to the ice. So if they sit down low, it'll kind of look like they're there. Uh, but I know one of Joe's favorite parts is that he'll finally stop hearing, stop to hear that like ridiculous fake noise after they do anything. Cause it's really like you're watching a practice, a super intense practice. And then all of a sudden you just hear like the horn go off cause they score, but like no one's cheering. It's like just the horn. Yeah. It's just awkward. Like players like can't even like celebrate that much unless it's like an overtime with their teammates. Cause like, there's like no one there to like hype them up. Like the fans, like it's, such like a big thing missing from sports right now yeah i'm with you on that uh so let's get to a couple of topics here so hockey unfortunately if you're new to this doesn't really promote their players the way they should so you might not know a lot of the superstars but don't worry we can fill you in uh there was a little bit of breaking news this week new york rangers obviously will take care of you right we're a new york-based company and even though me and joe personally don't really like you we'll still integrate you in So you're not an outcast. You're just a little different. (laughs) That news would be Artemi Panarin taking a leave of absence from the Rangers. There's a couple things going on with this. We don't know how long his leave of absence is going to be. It was rumored that he allegedly, you know, beat this girl when he was still in Russia when he was like 18 and he speaks out against Putin. So he's like worried for his family's safety. So he dipped out of here. Um, If you have no idea what I'm talking about, just imagine if like Tom Brady just left the team and then it was like, Oh, when are you coming back? Yeah, I don't really know, but I'm out. And he's that good of a player. So let's talk about the off the ice stuff first. Where do you stand on it? Do you think it's real? Do you think that could have led to some other things happening? Like give me your thoughts. I think the story in general is pretty much false just a weird time that this statement comes out a month after Panarin posts on social media that he supports the opposition to Putin in power in Russia. And Putin sees, like, and everyone in Russia sees NHL athletes as, like, superheroes, like, superhumans that, like, finally made it out. So, obviously, Putin wants them to support him as well, like Alex Ovechkin does. And Panarin's the only one that speaks out against him. So I think it's really strange that it happened a month after that. And another strange fact is that the KHL coach accusing him of doing this had like a burnout in the NHL. It was supposed to be a, this big goal scorer and just turned into more of a grinder and uh, just like racked up penalty minutes as he was in the league. So I just think the whole thing is kind of weird. Yeah, it's definitely strange. So we don't, like I said, we don't know when he's going to be back. Um, so if you don't know, Panarin's been on three teams already in his pretty, you know, young career. Started with Chicago, they traded him, um, and now he signed with the Rangers in free agency. Not this off season, but the off season prior to that one. So it's kind of strange that someone this talented has been on three teams already. And, you know, this far into his career, which is not very far. So do you think that this kind of Russian stuff has been creeping about since his days in Chicago? Or you think it's just like a recent thing? Because why would Chicago trade someone that good? You know what I mean? 
Um, they could have traded him back then to get more veteran players to try to make another cup run as their dynasty was dying out. I don't know. They didn't really want to bring up any more young players. That's possible. It definitely could have had something to do with the government in Russia, but I don't know if they would have taken that big of a look at him since he wasn't like a superstar level caliber player yet. He was just like really on the come up until he proved that he was a superstar in Columbus. Yeah, that's definitely true. He was overshadowed by Taves and Kane in Chicago, like two really big superstar players. Um, but hopefully that stuff works it out off the ice. As far as on the ice, do you think, well, one, is Panarin the Rangers' best player? Like, hands down, no debate. Hands down, no debate. Arguably top five last season. This season, his production slowed a little bit, but he's still up there, top 10, top 15 players in the league. So we're in agreement that he's not only the best player on the Rangers, but if he's not a top 10 player, let's say, to be conservative in the whole league, he's definitely like top 15, top 20 at the absolute worst. I think he's better than that, but just in case, you know, people are going to nitpick whatever. Um, so do you think the Rangers can survive without him? Um, I definitely think it's going to be tough. They've won their previous two games, but they have three tough games in a row, Flyers and then the Bruins back-to-back, and they need something somehow to make up for the offense that's going to be missing with him out of the lineup. Yeah, for sure, especially because some of their other top names, like Zibanejad, have not been playing that well this year. Um, and if, obviously, Panarin's a really good player, like we've stated, but if you're a, like a basketball fan, let's say, He's one of those guys that can create his own shot. He doesn't really need to be set up with plays. He can kind of just make magic happen. And I think when you rely on that, which obviously why wouldn't you if you're a team that has a player like that, and he suddenly goes missing, you're kind of in trouble. Especially on the power play, too. He's such a big weapon for them on that. Yeah, once the ice opens up, his skating really takes over for sure. Yeah, and his shot's super deadly, too, when he gets set up properly. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, his shots, just in general, that's what makes him really good. Like, not only, like, he can skate, and, like, everyone in the modern NHL can skate, but, like, he can really skate. His handle is ridiculous, and his shot is incredible. But what puts it together is he's always in the right spot. So he's, like, a really complete player. Joe agrees. Yeah, nodding his head, yes. (laughs) Good job. Thank you, thank you. That's all right. So let's go. We're going to play a fun little game, right? So if you're new to this, so is Joe, first time playing. It's called Puck Out of Here or I Puck With That. All right, so I'm going to ask Joe a question. He's going to tell me Puck Out of Here, meaning he disagrees, or I Puck With That, which obviously means he agrees. So like if I ask him, for example, Artemi Panarin's a top 10 player in the league, he would obviously say I Puck With That because that's what he just told me. So we have three questions for him. Let's get into it. Number one, the Lake Tahoe game provided the best scenery for an outdoor game. Yeah, I puck with that heavily. I'd agree <laughs> with that statement. And what was so good about the backdrop for the people that missed it? It was just something the NHL's never really done before. They've done the stadium series games and different types of stadiums having packed fans. But since COVID and stuff, and you can't have that many fans, they just put a rink next to Lake Tahoe and the lake in the background, the mountains in the background. It's really just something never seen before and it's great. 
For sure. And how did it compare, do you think, to like the stadium series games? where like, Those are like two totally different venues. This, it was like they just built a rink in the middle of nowhere right next to a lake. And obviously the stadium series were like, they're playing at the big house in Michigan and there's like 5 billion people there. Yeah, I think it, it definitely had to feel a lot different for the players because at the stadium, you just hear the crowd roaring and everything. And here you could hear the puck hit off the boards. You could hear the players sometimes talking to each other. The differences in each game is crazy, but I think it's just about preference on which one you liked more. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the one thing about the scenery, though, just for me personally, was that it could attract potentially more casual fans. Because let's say you're watching with a buddy who doesn't watch like hockey, or your girlfriend's like, "Why are we watching sports?" But like, they could be distracted by the mountain and the lake while we're here for you know the actual game. So yeah, I don't definitely. know if you run into that, but it does happen. <laughs> Definitely. So, but what did you think about the games themselves? I know the first game had a little bit of, uh, I guess, the misfortune of being postponed. They played one period and then they had to wait to resume the game by hours. It didn't resume until midnight Eastern time because the sun was melting the ice. But the first game was the better game between Colorado and Las Vegas. So what were your thoughts about the game in general? Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Obviously, you could tell in the first period that the weather had something to do with how it was being played. Like, players were falling in that one patch of the ice, and then the puck was always bouncing around. But they ended up uh, being tied 1-1 at the end. And then at midnight, the ice was a lot fresher. You could tell the players were skating a lot better. And Colorado got out to a two-goal lead, but then Alex Tuck and the Knights brought it back within one. And... Uh, they just couldn't get another one to go for him. But it was, was really the, close. That game. was the Spinorama goal. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, that was insane. If you're a casual fan, or you don't know if you're a casual fan yet, and you're trying to get into hockey here, totally recommend following the NHL just, like, account on Instagram, like the league account, because they, like, spam highlights on there. And it's incredible, like, when you see some of these guys, the things they can do. Um, I said the second game on Sunday – Boston, like, took it to the Flyers. They forgot there was a game in the second and third period. But either way, I was totally with it. So let's move to our second question. Sidney Crosby just played his 1,000th game, 1,000th game, for the Pittsburgh Penguins last week against the Islanders. Um, But there has been some, like, rumor kicking around that he could be traded, which to me is crazy. So, and there's also, you know, some rumors surrounding Jack Eichel, who plays for the Sabres. But this has been for a while with him, that he's not happy, he wants out of there, whatever. So, let me ask you. Sidney Crosby gets traded before Eichel. Puck out of here. (laughs) No shot, in my opinion. And why is that? Just because Crosby's been with the team for, I think, this is 16th season. And if they're looking to rebuild, they need players still around Crosby, still an all-star caliber player. And I just think Eichel's really – he was frustrated last season. He told the news and media how upset he was with losing all the time. And this season they just haven't changed or started out great. So Buffalo's just not the best organization. So they'll definitely find a way to get rid of him for nothing. Do you have a potential spot that you think Eichel would go or a team you'd like to see him on, maybe? Maybe a team that could legitimately make a run at him? He is very talented. He is a very talented player. Um, Colorado 
And I know I've read a lot of rumors, and I hate to say it, but I think the Rangers might be in a contention to trade for him too. They got a lot of pieces they can move around for him. Yeah, Rangers have a, definitely a lot of capital, and then Colorado's a pretty pretty solid team already. If they added him, they'd be, you know, they'd probably be Cup favorites. Yeah, they'd be a serious contender for sure. All right, so he's definitely off of the Cindy Crosby trade. I agree. I just don't see how you can move this guy. He's been the rockier franchise since the day you drafted him. Um, other teams hate him, but they respect him. So, you know, he's not a bad guy or anything like that. Last question for this segment here. The Vegas Golden Knights helmets are elite. Um, I don't puck with it. Oh, no, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I don't right. like them. They're bad. They're and what's what's bad about it? For the people that haven't seen them, try to describe them. I wish we had an they're, image they're of just it. They're but... golden chrome helmets that are just so gaudy and bright. <laughs> it looks like the top of C-3PO's head. It's bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It looks like one half of Daft Punk. Like it's horrible. Yeah, that's Your really good, actually. Bad. That's really good. It looks like a half a deaf punk. You're right. And how do you think they compare to the King's helmets? You like those or no? Nah, I, I messed with the King's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Even God. though they're just silver chrome instead of gold chrome, I think they're really cool. <laughs> you know what I think it is? I think the silver chrome goes better with the uni. It than definitely the gold does. And it's. Yeah, because Vegas just always tries to make the ugliest uniforms they possible. Do. Like, their Lake Tahoe <laughs> uniforms were not nice were at horrendous, all. Horrendous. And these helmets are just, they're not it either. <laughs> but uh, I guess they're, at least we turn TV on, you know who it is. Yeah, they're definitely trying for sure. Random question then. So who do you think, if the Kraken had a chrome helmet when they come into the league, you think you'd be on that or no? Depends, like, if it went with their colorway nice, it, it could be interesting. It definitely yeah. could be interesting. So we're definitely undecided on the chrome helmets there. Joe is on yeah, two we're, opposite we're 50, ends. 50, <laughs> we're 50. I just, yeah, Vegas is known for making bad unis, so they just it just doesn't go that nice with them. Well, what is this for like, Vegas, year three? Uh, or four? Yeah, I, be- I believe it's three. Okay, so it's either three or four. It's one of the two of those. Probably should have fact-checked that, but whatever. They, they're they an expansion team, for those of you that are like, how is it only year three? So they haven't had the best. Like, their mascots doesn't make any sense to their team. Their uniforms are, like, pretty trash, uh, and their helmets are now pretty trash. But they have really good players. So I guess it kind of makes up for it. Yeah. I, I honestly don't like them that much. It just bothered me. They made it to the Cup their first first season in the league just being an islander fan and just watching such a bad organization throughout the 2000s and a good part of the 2010s too just really really frustrating to see that yeah well if we want to do a deep dive on the islanders that's another 50 minute podcast in itself <laughs> so we'll take take it easy with that okay so let's do a little Wetting the beak. So if you're new to this, wetting the beak would be our bet bets of the week. Now, obviously, hockey only gives you like one day in advance. So these are going to be your bets for Thursday, February 25th. Me and Joe will each give you two pay why, and then we'll hop on out of here. So how does that sound? Sounds fantastic. 
All right. So with that being said, I am the host, which means I get to go first. So my first game is going to be the Blackhawks plus 106 over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, they've been in a pretty fair split so far this season. Blackhawks are three and two against them. They went to a shootout last game. Obviously, we, were, me and Joe were texting before we hopped on here. Uh, like Tortorella probably lost his mind um, for Columbus. Yeah, Blackhawks though they are hot. They're seven and two in their last nine games, and Columbus is kind of trending the other way. So I'm going to take the Blackhawks here on the money line, just because they're playing well. And I think Patrick Kane right now is playing at like an unreal level. So that's my first pick. Why don't you give me your two picks? Um, for Thursday, I like the – wait, where is it? I like the Islanders over the Bruins. Might be a little biased just because <laughs> I'm an Islander fan. But plus 112 is a lot of value in that pick because we beat the – Bruins twice in regula- regulation both times, so I think that's huge. And I also like Montreal, minus 112 against the Jets. They just fired their head coach, Claude Julien, and uh, they I believe they lost their last three or something like that, so look for them to bounce back as well. On a losing streak. My last pick, um, and I kind of I agree with your Canadians pick. The Islanders won, like you said, it's more of an upside play. We're not really completely sure about that. Um, for me, my last pick, which was actually one of Joe's other picks, which is why I saved this for last, is Calgary negative 167 over Ottawa. And you're probably saying that's a terrible like bet money-wise. Like, Why would I do that? Um, and that's because the Ottawa Senators are like the 08 Detroit Lions. They are terrible. You pick against them every chance you get. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They could be playing their local peewee team, and the peewee team would be favored by at least a goal and a half. That's how terrible they are. So, like I said, not much analysis here, but every time I get to pick against Ottawa on a Thursday, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they just played the game of their lives the other day, winning in the shootout, I believe. So, no shot they can do that again. Yeah, Bunch there's no of way nobody's on that, that roster. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Joe, just to give you guys some insight before we hop off here, we were kind of talking back and forth before. We know, like, you know, 90% of every single roster in the league. And I was just like, you know, I don't really know. Like, I, I know their names, but, like, I don't know who they are. And then I texted Joe, and he was like, yeah, I don't really know them either. Like, there's just these no-name dudes that they brought up or, like, signed in free agency. Like, a bunch of randos. There's, like, five or six, like, that, like solid, like, all right, solid players that, like, people know the names of. And then it's just, like, filled. Their roster is just filled in of people that are, like, able to skate and, like, <laughs> like been in the NHL. Yeah, like they're not allowed out of Canada right now. So if you're a Canadian listening to this right now and you think you can skate, you should try out for the Ottawa Senators because chances are you could play on their third line. You might be more skilled than the back six of their entire team and their entire farm system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So we figured we'd do a quick first one here for you. That's going to wrap it up for us. Before you go, though, We're going to need a couple of things. One, we're going to be back every week, hopefully Wednesday, Thursday, to give you our hockey thoughts and podcast here. Joe will most likely be joining me most of the time, which is awesome uh, because I definitely like his insight, and I'm sure you did too. We're going to need you to follow Beak Brands at Beak Brands on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
pretty much every social media we got out there. You can follow me at Tim Ferdinand. I'm always there to talk with you. You know, if you want to go back and forth on our Beak, ba Beak Brands posts, I got you there. And if you're interested in the hockey aspect of this, you could follow Joe at Joe Wilson 24 with two E's on the Joe. Um, he will also be interacting with us on the Beak Brands post. So if you're like, hey, this dude hates the Rangers and every time they do anything right, you want to troll them, you go right for it. We'll be there for it. So, Joe, I hope you enjoyed your first time on the pod. <laughs> after yeah, it was second, great. After a second take, it looks like we got it done. We will hopefully be back same exact time next week. And until then, see you next time. Mm -hmm.